Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Edwin Serrano, or you can call me Dr. Pepper. Uh, not really, I don't know. Just You're still working on, that. still working on that. I'm okay, well, I'm Danielle, better known as Dr. D. Pretty yes. simple, straightforward. I mean, everybody knows who you are. Right, well, everyone knows who you are, but you don't... Well, I'm going to say we're back. We're... Okay. Okay, all right. Let me ask the question. Yeah, go Let for me it. ask the question. So we like to lead with questions. I think it's a good way to address certain things in physical address therapy. Address your questions. Right. Yeah. If you let me finish. Yeah. Anyways. So today we're, or last episode, if you guys tuned in, we talked about the ankle. And now we're going to dive in a little bit further up in the chain, if you will. But we're going to start with gait analysis or, you know, how we look at people walking. What right? is gait? Walk. Walking. So Keep it gonna, straight. Yeah, we go analyze people's uh, fences in their backyard. So oh, yeah, that that's true. That's okay. So, <laughs> how people walk. How people walk. He, he's on to something. So, we look at how people walk daily. That's just what we do. We talked about the ankle and how you can, there, there's ways to prevent it, ways to help reduce likelihood of injury. And now we're working up to the knee. When we were watching someone walk, or when you, Edwin, are walking someone, watching someone walk, what are some impairments that you see at the knee? So, I mean, typically... Right? That's a question. But, yeah, I'm asking yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good that's a good question. But, but I think, like, let me start off with this. I think seeing the way someone walks tells you more mm-hmm. than a person that... Than, than if you don't look at them walk, right? Like, you think about... Well, yeah. you, you know, like, you, you go to the doctor's office, you sit down, it's like, oh, my ankle hurts. Mm-hmm. They never stand you up. Yeah. They never make you walk in front of them. Maybe. Uh, I mean, sometimes, right? Like, but you're, you're right. Like, how often are people looked at to walk? And I think that's something that we do. Like, that's the first Naturally, thing I do with yeah. a patient. Like, as soon as they walk in, like, I haven't Literally. even started, I haven't even started, like, asking them questions. I don't mm-hmm. even know their name. Okay, mm-hmm. I know their name because I've seen their <laughs> But they're walking in, and I'm like. Don't cheat. You know their name. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, walking in, and I'm already watching them yeah, walk. Yeah, right? that's already can, a part of the evaluation. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm, they're telling you what's going on with them. Right? Just by walking. Just by walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Gotcha. I, I just want to make make everybody aware that is listening that that is something that should be looked at if you're being assessed for an injury yeah. or anything like that. So any injury disavow. Yeah, even you say? if you have like a shoulder injury. I was literally thinking like, the same thing. Like even your if your shoulder swing? hurts. Right, right. Thank you. Right, because when you walk, your arm should swing naturally in a certain mm-hmm. way. Right? And if you're not, right. Yeah, like one hundred percent correct. Okay, so. Um, I mean, I go, go going based off of your question now. Like, what kind of you know knee deviations do you typically see? I mean, you always see like the knee cave in, right? Mm. Not always. I mean, if you, you if can you, if you have like knee injury. Oh, we're talking about common stuff, right? Common stuff, right? So, the the knee can collapse in. Yeah. Then you'll have as they're walking and their foot is behind them, then their foot can whip out. Okay. Right. So if the foot whips out, what does that tell you? I mean, it can tell you a number of things if, in. In terms of weakness, we can talk about generalized 
lower leg weakness, maybe mm-hmm. in the glutes, hip mm-hmm. region. Um, I mean, we can talk about, uh, yeah, that's kind of the first thing I'd go towards if we're seeing what is, you're talking about that whip, mm-hmm. what are you going down? No, what I mean, line are you? What so, line of thought are you going down? There you go. So I mean, you have probably decreased dorsiflexion, right? So so we yeah, if you're referencing the foot, yeah, definitely yeah, right. So and then pro- and then we so we're talking about the foot. So I'm just gonna go up. Oh, that's fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Let me go, that's right. Right, and then if you go, I was thinking like foot collapsing. Oh yeah, you can see that. But you're, it's still kind of coinciding with what you're saying. Yeah, and then also like we talked about it last week a little bit. We talked about great toe extension. Like how important is that? Right, so anytime they whip their they whip their feet out, maybe they're not getting enough toe mobility. They're not clearing. They're not clearing the ground, so then they whip it out. <laughs> so then, if that person's like a runner or an athlete, right, you're gonna see it more emphasized, right? Yeah. So then, if their foot's whipping out, then that's gonna go up the chain, right? And then what's gonna look like it's internally rotating? The knee. The knee, right? Yeah. And internally rotating means it's just like collapsing in or caving in or yeah. rotating inwards, right? Um, so you know that's just kind of like where our head goes. Whenever we're seeing someone walk. Yeah. And then if we work our way up the chain, Danielle, what do you see in the hip? So looking at the hip, you can see it's more common to see the hip drop. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and what that means is whenever you see someone walking and their hips are kind of swaying uh, side to side, Mm -hmm. right? Like let's if you think of a model. And how they naturally want to throw their hips out is what mm. is what you're going to see in a mo- in in that population. That's not always good. Yeah. So one common impairment is going to be that when their hip drops on the opposite leg, so your left leg is on the ground and your right leg is kind of going through the motion, that left hip tends to drop, meaning that the hip musculature that mm-hmm. makes up that complex is weak. It's not keeping the hips even and in line uh-huh. and in line right so that's something that i will commonly see in a in a normal population outside of the modeling agency mm-hmm. that is they're trying to to have them walk that way yeah. so if you all of you listening out there that are walking and trying to imitate a model that's probably not favorable for you it's not yeah. favorable for your hips it's sure as heck not favorable for your knees etc yeah that's definitely one of the most common deviations i think we see and then you're like oh i have low back pain well quit throwing your hips right back. it's or, you don't want to sway your hips back or, and forth like that or, or like your knee right everybody you know you always see the knee collapsing in and everybody say oh my knee you know hurts my knee hurts my knee hurts but then that's why you look up the chain because typically it's that muscle which mm-hmm, is very mm-hmm. famous the glute med oh 100 yeah glute max is more famous among models but yeah. <laughs> speaking of models but we we definitely look at the glute med and everybody always hammers at the glute med glute med glute med glute med glute med um i think they do yeah so i think um that that is actually a very common uh deviation and going off of that mm-hmm. right so we talk about the glute meat and how it's targeted all the time yeah right what do you think the common fault within physical therapy as a field like okay i mean like so we work the glute meat right and what's the first exercise you think about when you do glute meat well it's kind of it, come on what, what everybody does bridges it's the first thing that came to glute mind meat? I, I mean it's a glute max and a glute meat yeah but which one clams Okay, yes, yes, clams. You're right. Clams yes, is right, the go-to. Right, everybody. Yeah. I failed. They, I failed that they, one. They fail, you failed that one. <laughs> I'm just dropping you now. Oh, come Anyways, on. Anyways, so, you know, something in PT that people do, and like, you know, I'm sure you get athletes. Mm-hmm. 
and they come in and it's like, oh yeah, I did, I do clamshells like for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're still in pain. It's like, okay. And then you go straight test them and then their glute meat's still weak. And then the problem is that it was never transitioned to the functional approach. Ooh, yeah, good point. Right. So they strengthen the muscle, right? You mm-hmm. can never, we won't go down that avenue, but isolate versus target. That's not a mm-hmm. thing. There's no versus, it's just target. Mm-hmm. So they're targeting the glute mead. And then what you're saying is, is that they're not carrying over into a more functional movement. Mm-hmm. Where I think that, you know, there's that gap. That okay. Me and you try to fill it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I realize that's what I do. But I didn't even think to link it that way. I just mm-hmm. figure, hey, we have to target this muscle because it's weak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though it's a common deviation or impairment, um, I don't think enough people address it. Like, we're mm-hmm. saying that, yes, clamshells, you're 100% correct. That is, that is one of the go-to for glute meads. I think that's one of my biggest annoyances. Like, this patient's been there for six weeks and he's still doing damn clamshells. Right, we talked about that. <laughs> if you're not progressing at any point in time, whether yeah. it be volume or load, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. right like redundancy is you know fixed or a skilled redundancy is okay to facilitate carryover your body needs to learn how to tolerate volume before it tolerates load yes exactly. right so there is something there is something to say to that but mm-hmm. i don't think six weeks in you need to be doing the same thing same resistance same load and not get anywhere i yeah. really do like that you know you put it into that in, into the world if you will that that's the missing link yeah and I, I like to believe that in our field that PTs do that. You like to believe. I like to believe that. Right. So, anyways, uh, I, I like that. I like that. I really do. Yeah. Um, that's the only compliment. That's the only getting. compliment I'm ever going to get from Yeah. You. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to it. True. I'm like the little brother. <laughs> anyways, like so, you know, gate, I mean, gate can pr- seem pretty boring, but it does tell us a lot about the patient and the individual at hand. I think the other thing, though, too, right, if we talk about how you walk, how you move, if it doesn't hurt, don't worry about it. Are right. you saying, like, genuinely? No. It no, doesn't no, no. hurt. Like, like, I'm saying, so, I don't know if you've ever had this, but, you know, I have people, like, that hone in on all their, like, ah, I move my foot like this. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and That's how they so, <laughs> <laughs> But let's say someone, you're seeing someone for shoulder pain, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, every time I walk, you know, I do this. You know, but then they're like, they want to focus and hyper-focus on that. Right. Right. And, but they're not in pain. So not that I tell them like preventative wise, like don't do anything, but I'm like, okay, you can do a few things, but don't hyper-focus on it. Right. Because that's how your body wants to naturally yes, move. Now there's are there, there are congenital issues. Yeah. Right. And, and all I'm saying is that you're, you, you as a human being may present with something that is malformed or whatever, and mm-hmm. you might need to, to take mm-hmm. care of it. But what you're saying is if it's not broke don't fix it exactly yeah like i I think i think i like it better that you said it's don't don't be hyper aware be aware of it yeah but don't don't be be hyper hyper aware yeah i think i mean that's the thing right so we always have to walk a fine line of of like oh we got to fix everything but then we also have to know like hey if that's the way you move that's the way you move yeah it doesn't hurt then it doesn't hurt right right but obviously if they come in with pain you're going to address how they're sure right sure 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 because it's the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. right so if, they're, if they come in with an impairment or something and they're hurting and they're not moving correctly or quote-unquote correctly, then you go in there and you make a move better. You know, right? I almost want to... I don't say you're wrong. I, I don't. You know, but from devil's advocate kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. this is where injury prevention can kind of shine yeah, yeah, through, exactly. you know? Mm-hmm. But this is where you get a thorough... Not you, but 
well, yeah, you too. Get an assessment done. Mm-hmm. Like you may be moving incorrectly, but it isn't pain, you know, and it's not painful. Yeah. So it's almost like talking out of both ends of our mouth kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I get that's what I'm saying. We have to walk a fine line, right? Yeah, we, I, and that's a we, good point. We advocate like injury prevention. Sure. Right? So if there's something that's bothering you, you're like, ah, how can I fix this? Okay, let's assess you. Mm-hmm. That this is mm-hmm. how I recommend you fix it. But don't try and change the way you walk in one day. Yeah, right. Right? Because then that's going to alter everything you, you've been doing. And then all of a sudden you're going to be in more pain or have pain that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's about like gradual change in awareness and positioning if you're not in pain. Yeah, right? that's true. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, it's a fine line. It's like preventative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I th- no, you're right. <laughs> We're like preventing it, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I think that's I mean, that's something that you do right, right that fine line of if it's not broke, don't fix it. However, mm-hmm. uh, if you feel or if you have any doubt that you're moving incorrectly yeah. come hang out with come us a, and, yeah come get assessed and yeah. move around and, and see if it is in fact going to be problematic for you it may not be and you just keep moving that way and mm-hmm. go about your business it's just kind of yeah. how you were you were meant to move yeah i think about how the like some of some of the world-class athletes that run track mm-hmm. and they like excessively pronate like there's like runners in Africa that will run and they're just like their foot their feet are just like up right. right and they're just running on the sides of their foot uh-huh. but then they're over there setting records so, and people over here would change that yeah and so if they're over there setting records and running you're not going to change the way he runs like he's uh-huh. efficient at the way he moves he's probably not having any pain maybe after running 30 miles he does but who doesn't <laughs> right right so that's kind of the other like example of that right mm-hmm. if someone comes in and like i said like that runner were to come in and he comes in for shoulder pain and he asks you about his running and then he's over there setting records i'm not gonna change his running like he's over there performing mm-hmm. at a high level you know yeah mm-hmm. and so i think people would argue like well what if it's not getting me i feel like i can perform better yeah i mean then sure we can try but you're talking about years of mechanics that yeah. your body has already adjusted to so it's like might as well just continue You've already, your body's already adjusted to it, so then you might, you don't want to, it's going to take time is my point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just wanted to kind of play on the fact that, that that is okay sometimes to yeah. not hone in on all the little details. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Especially, I think as practitioners, sometimes we want to see every little thing on a person. Yeah. Um, but it's not always necessary. Now, in pain, yes. Eh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. Well, bringing it back, it's you know we're, there's there's common deviations. We don't want to you know drive it in too much, but knowing that starting when when looking at someone walk, we look from the ground up, mm-hmm. right? That's my choice of observation. You may do it slightly different, but you want to look at the feet if if we're doing the gait analysis, and then we woke up, we, we woke up, <laughs> we walk, move up to move the up. knee. And, and there's things that are easily addressed just by watching you exactly. walk. Yeah. And, and those are things that are encompassed into our evaluations. And, and I think that, you know, if you feel that there is something off when you're walking or if you feel an ache or a pain that just continues to get worse, don't wait. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to get seen. And that's where the preventative measure comes in. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I definitely think that that's the fine line we walk. Um, and then it's funny because for any study, there's a study, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like everything evidence-based will tell us oh if it ain't broke don't fix it but then if 
then continue fixing what ain't broke. You know, it's like you're gonna get both things. All yeah. Time. So, um, this is kind of like I don't know. This gate talk's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, you know, we can we'll keep this kind of short and sweet for this evening, mm-hmm. um, or this morning, or this morning, listen. whatever time you guys listen, uh, which is always greatly appreciated. We just want to dive in a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and build off of the last last episode of, of ankle and ankle injury prevention, things along those lines. You know, we can work our way up to the knee. The next we t- we touched on the hip a little bit. Mm-hmm. We might address that next episode. Yeah. Uh, but don't be afraid to you know shoot us shoot us a comment or you know uh, come check out our website. My, uh, you know, mine is reactionsportsrehab.com. And mine is positiveaction underscore PT. I always have to think about it. <laughs> you can find us on social media. Yeah. We'll provide the links uh, in the episode. Don't forget to, you know, continue to listen, continue to support. We always appreciate it. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, we're down. Like, just, like, give us the subject, and we can talk about it. For sure, for Even sure. Even if it's a specific injury you're dealing with. Yeah, like, I think that's a great like idea. we're going to talk. Yeah, we want to talk about these, yeah. about, you know, your injury, and hopefully we can get you back to where you were before. It's not yeah, better. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, you guys have a good evening. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Checking out. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano. Where, where you, you come, come first. first.